Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Whoa, whoa. Coming in hot. Very hot. Very hot. Hey, everyone's here. Oh, y'all. How's everyone doing? It's spring now. Yep. Anyone see the Zoomers are trying to cancel Bob Saget? Wait, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're trying to meet to him based seemingly on the fact that I'm just going to become one of those them darn kids guys Mm -hmm. about Zoomers. Because apparently Zoomers don't... Who would have imagined that? Eh, Yeah, the kids are all right. But apparently the kids don't know what a Comedy Central roast is. And they're uh, accusing Bob Saget of possibly molesting the Olsen twins for no reason at all. Yeah, it seemed the whole thing was spurred by a thread that is almost exclusively about the roast jokes which to be okay to be fair if you watch the rob Lowe comedy central roast bunch of jokes about pedophilia they're all true bob saget roast bunch of jokes about pedophilia none of them are true Uh Not true. Well, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's really laughable that it's all about jokes made on the Comedy Central roast. This is not even like there was a private event. Uh, (laughs) And also behind closed doors. From what I hear, uh, Bob Saget has historically been absolutely a gentleman about the Olsen twins. Like, from what I've heard, when people, you know, used to do those, oh, yeah, the Olsen twins are legal now or whatever the fuck jokes, like, if they did them in front of Bob Saget, he would get legitimately pissed off at them and tell them to go fuck themselves Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's literally known these people since they were babies. And uh, that's gross. And it's weird that you would think Bob Saget would be okay with joking like that. My childhood memory of Bob Saget was confusing him for my father. He looks very much like my dad. And also, I met him once. I just Uh, imagine Steve following Bob Saget around like a baby duck (laughs) that got imprinted. Are you my dad? I also used to call him the funny man. Yes. Okay. Because he was the... America's the only, Funniest Home yeah, Videos. America's Funniest Home Videos. So I'd go, put on the funny man. Yeah, if you're a certain age, he's literally the first stand-up comic you've ever seen. And it was his monologues on America's Funniest Home Videos. Also, it wasn't just his monologues. It was his voiceovers. Oh, yes, yes. That, uh, like, I don't to- get hit by something. Oh, I got hit by something. 
Yeah, like the videos themselves were not funny at all. Never, they were never funny. Almost entirely just parents torturing their kids, or My, like a pet falling into a above ground pool or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was torturing your pets or torturing your kids. But Bob Saget knew how to say the right thing and the right timing to make it seem to a four year old like it'd be funny. My favorite one that I can remember was kid opening up her Christmas presents, girl, like maybe 10. Her parents are like giggling. You can hear them on the... Yeah. And she opens it up and they're like, what is it, darling? And she's like crying. It's a bra. That's weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird, but everybody <laughs> laughed and I was like, what? Wait, why did these parents give this 10-year-old a bra? We should track down all the parents who submitted videos to America's Funniest Home Videos in the 90s. I'm pretty sure that was a threat my parents threw at me constantly. That's insane. Yeah. They were gonna expose you on America's Funniest Home Videos? They were gonna make money off of me embarrassing myself. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Oh, that explains a bit. See, my dad just said he could trade us in for small animals. Yeah, my parents just said, like, Santa wouldn't bring me presents because I'm normal. <laughs> I did get coal one year. I was always curious where they got the coal. Was it like a briquette? No, it was like a little black rock. The other threat that I always used to get was going to etiquette school. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, like if we did your parents time travel here? Like what it, the fuck, man? If we didn't put like the forks and knives out correctly, and if we didn't like eat food correctly, we would be threatened with etiquette class. Like Damn. they would send us away to torture us to make sure that we yeah, didn't no, know how to I be mean, classy. Goddamn, dude, gentlemen. Yeah, no, it was constantly a threat. Yeah, no, I I always thought it was weird how much you hated your parents but like okay shit i get it now <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. The other one was if we didn't chew correctly, if we chewed yeah. with our mouths open too correctly, they would put us in my grandparents' barn with the cows. What? Yeah. Wait, they threatened or they were, literally put you well, in? Well, when you were chewing when, like like a cow? Yeah, like a cow. Did they literally place you in a barn though? Or they never they did it. It was always just the threat they held over us when we would go up there, but also then when we would come back. Okay, so they were going to send you to a, a literal oh, farm upstate? Yes, they absolutely were going to send us to a farm upstate. God damn, For dude. a week. Yeah, if we didn't behave. Shit. Yeah, Life is just empty threats to force yeah, you into no, submission. I, yeah, I mean, that's like kind of a matrix of light psychological torture, to be honest, dude. Yeah. They also used to threaten to cut my hair off in the middle of the night. That was my grandmother. Yeah, like she was going to come in with shears when my hair fuck? was too long. She's like, if you don't sleep with one eye open, I'm going to come in in the middle of the night and cut your hair. I'm like, no, Damn. you look like a girl. Uh, shit, that's depressing. <laughs> or amusing, depending on who's listening. No, it's just depressing, dude. It's like, I, I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know what Marlo that's like. over here so fancy. Not being threatened by his parents. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I got yelled at and shit and, like, was told, like, oh, you know, 
that you can't play computer games for a bit. Like, I don't know, like, I was punished, certainly. You didn't have a farm that you could be tossed to for a week of summer vacation. Well, like, there was always one kid in the school who literally got coal, but, like, no one ever got coal. Like, there was that one person who you heard secondhand that they got coal, but it was never a thing that actually, god damn, dude. Yeah. My parents were like just crazy sometimes, but they like were more neglectful than they were. Let me obsess about how to punish you. Yeah, my parents would just fucking like Uh, yell at me and uh, say I wasn't allowed to do things that I like to do, like a normal. See, my parents definitely hit us and broke our shit when they got frustrated and it seemingly seemingly not commiserate with uh, what we were behaving like more to do. With yeah. whatever was going on with them, but well, that's immigrant uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I know it was also shit. okay to brag about like hitting your kids back then. I know that there was a big spanking discourse among parents, and my family was definitely on the pro spanking of children. Mine weren't because I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't raised in the dark ages. I wasn't raised amongst barbarous peasants in a lot. Yes, we all are getting that you were spoiled as a child. Oh, I wasn't That's spoiled. It just they didn't Marlo hit me or threaten. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't threaten to sell me to farmers or like tell me that my Bob Saget was going to get us. me. My dad said he would trade us. And also they would dare us to call like CPS, they'd be like, "We fucking dare you." <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's again classic immigrant parent shit. So, and then they said if we did that, they would just take us away, and then my parents would be like able to live it up. So please do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fucking that rules. Yeah. See, that's that's the bad part is that um, sometimes when my parents were like abusive, it was like they were super funny about it. Yeah, no, that's so, really funny. Yeah. See that. My dad funny, particularly. My dad well, particularly. Yeah, because they were was, joyous uh, and hilarious about their abuse, whereas your parents were just like weird and traumatizing. I mean, in in Zizek's term, it was classic postmodern parenting. It was always have the next threat to back up your first threat. If your first threat didn't work, have the second threat and then passive aggressively force you into doing whatever they wanted to do by hook or by crook. Like They never tell you what to do. They just tell you all the things that would ruin your life if you didn't do what they wanted you to do. By the way, happy birthday, Slava. Slavo. Slavo. Yeah, Slavo or Slavoy. Uh, pronunciations differ. But yes, it is Slavo Zizek's birthday today. He's an Aries. <laughs> yeah. He, and you know what? He really is. He really is. In what way? We haven't had a reading of somebody uh, in a he's while. He's very bold, brash. He's not afraid to be the first person to say something a certain way. Whether he's right or wrong, he's got the personality. So so like me. A stereotypical, he's ramming it up. So like me. I'd have to know a little more detail about Zizek's uh, exact birthday to know what his rising sign is. I believe I remember you're quite balanced. That makes no sense. By your moon sign, I believe. But... Yes, Aries tend to be very comfortable. 
as the astrologers say. Very comfortable being first because it's the first sign of the fucking zodiac calendar, dudes. It's very it's not hard, all these uh, astrology things. <laughs> They're very soupy. And it could go either way. It's like your genes. You could be coded for a certain gene and it just decides to go the other way. Mm. You got the information in there. It's like fluid. It's fluid stars. Yeah, it's all fucking loosey-goosey. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's a a fucking mucky swamp of bullshit. (laughs) But I am quite charmed by filth, so that's part of my uh, tolerance for it. So they're trying to cancel Bob Saget. Did you see the Republican from New York is uh, retiring, Tom Reed, for sexual misconduct? Oh boy. He's one of those like upstate. Is he House of Representatives or he's federal government? Yeah, he's federal. He was the the Republican that I worked for that Democrat guy for a while, trying to write his press releases for him. He was going to eventually run up against him if he got the nomination. Yeah, but apparently he's been struggling with alcoholism and been hitting on his interns. And now he's... uh, So he's getting punished for being a cool guy? Yeah, Davis told the Post in a story published Friday that in a Minneapolis pub in 2017, Reed was drunk when he put his hand on her back and then his hand outside her blouse, unhooked her bra, and then moved his hand to her thigh, moving uh, it never upwards. Mind. That's not cool at all. No, sorry. No. <laughs> a drunk congressman. Uh, I'm going to solve right back. now. Yeah. Uh, I will cool. resign from this podcast for my well, past just, Just like Tom Reed is resigning from public office forever. I mean, Governor Cuomo's still in there for some reason after seven. And this guy's Uh, like one. Cuomo's not going to leave. Cuomo's not going to like he's probably not even going to get impeached. Let's be reasonable here. I'd like to see the over under on that because I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> there's so much entrenched bullshit with that. <laughs> like, like they're yeah. just gonna say, oh, it's gonna be like another uh, Al Franken or whatever, and then never do anything about it, and that'll be that. Oh uh, well, that's the bummer. Is that you know, there's a whole segment of liberals who are like, I can't believe they made us get rid of these very mild sexual assaulters. <laughs> yeah, the goalpost when, needs to be moved. Like, when Republicans haven't gotten rid of many at all, like how dare you? Well, yeah, no, they we literally keep... are keeping score. It's great. And I say this as someone who's traditionally an Al Franken fan. I read all his books. But wasn't that actually a sub- setup? Like, uh, well, it- no, I do think Al Franken's was actually not. Uh, it was like a skit that he did where he always Yeah, it his- was actually kind of dumb. But, uh, you know, it was just enough people in enough of a... Pylon. That uh, I definitely don't feel comfortable defending Al Franken. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not always uh, going by my truest vibes on things. Sometimes I bow to social pressure. Yeah, also, so, I just um, don't give a shit about Al Franken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like, it's like, I don't care enough to be like, eh, yeah, I do think that one was kind of whatever, but 
enough people uh, seem invested in using that as an example of us holding ourselves accountable as people on the, you know, not Republican persuasion. And I think it's not fair. I don't think what Al Franken did, even at the worst pass, is on par with what they're saying uh, Cuomo buddy did. Also, I do like that Cuomo and his defenders have implied that he is just very Italian man. Yeah, they are uh, really leaning into that to an insane mm-hmm. degree. Like, to a degree where you would think that it's a joke, but they keep acting mm-hmm. like it's not a joke. And that that's seriously going to be what they're going with. Anti-Italian discrimination. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's going to be great. Uh, what else is going on, Bunny? Why, why, why are you? Yeah, why, am I, why are you Jokerified? I just feel like I had a bunch of uh, mini Jokerfications, and of course, uh, anytime there's a mass shooting, you know, makes me feel like why isn't there a mass shooting for good? Because increasingly, not literally that, but just sometimes the feeling of frustration feels like the only thing that even feels productive is imagining destroying something. But I was jokerified mildly by uh, the K-Hive, seemingly. Did you see this tweet that went around that was trying to curse Our Lady Marianne Williamson? I saw that. What, what um, were, it was a list of names, right? Yeah, it was, yeah just, it was a list of names, and it was, like, implied. Coming up with getting, lists like, like a cool person does. Yeah, like like a total normal good person does. Like, you know, it was like a hit mm-hmm. list of people they did not like who criticized. Who had bad things coming to them was yeah. the sort the, of. The uh, evil eye. Just. And, you know, they included Marianne Williamson who said, Kate, Kamala, tell these people to stand down. <laughs> but yeah, I saw a lot of the same people who give me a hard time for being, you know, a big dummy for being critical of Joe Biden, gleefully agreeing. Uh, and, that, uh, and one particular but, comment. Yeah. Uh, somebody who's literally uh, been this way was like, yeah, they're all Republicans. And it was like Marianne Williamson and like uh, Sank and like uh, fucking Katie Halper and, you know, basically like people on the left in the scope of who the K-Hive would focus on. So people online in the media. That definitely made me the joker. That was always the thing, too. Even with the Bernie bro stuff, it was always their secret Republicans was mm-hmm. kind of always their line. The, you know, people further to the left than liberals, well, they're against their interests. And the only people that we know who are also against their interests are Republicans. So therefore, all people against their interests, regardless of what they self-identify are Republicans is always the way that it's been mm-hmm. read for me. I don't know if that's true for you. Yeah, absolutely. It is simply like a little game that's played where it's like actually secretly, they're actually like secretly on the other side. Yeah. You couldn't possibly be critical of our guys unless you were secretly had this agenda for the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing with, like, 
Bernie bros are actually secret white supremacists. Kind of, that kind. Of. You know what it honestly reminded me of is that one Always Sunny where they buy a gun and D can't buy a gun because she like burnt her. Uh, roommate. I literally just watched this episode. Yeah, yeah. She burned her roommate in college. Right, right. And- <laughs> Wait, but how does that relate well, to Well, just uh, there was that one scene where she tries to buy a gun and the guy's like, yeah, you can't. And she goes, you're on my list. And he goes, your list? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That was Dennis who said it, but it was very funny. Oh, that was Dennis who said that? Yeah, Dennis said that it, he had a list. And then the guy whose name was Gunthree? Yeah, Gunther um, or some shit. Yeah. Gunther, Gunther, and he's like, your list? And he's like, yeah, I have a list of people. Let's let's forget it. <laughs> 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 I haven't known a lot of people who keep lists, although I keep going back to one. His name was Ubaldo, who was... He, <laughs> okay. He was also bald, so it was very funny. We always used to call him Ubaldo. We worked together in Whole Foods. Um, But he would keep a list of every customer who wouldn't tip him. That's fair. But then he expanded the list to, like, women who were hot. Okay. Well, Oh, see, there you go. It it started with, like, a hate list. And then it was, like, hot list, hate list. And, like, then he would start listing how much people were tipping him. And I'm like, dude, you just have way too many... Dockets open on your phone for every person you deliver to. Yeah, and you just have lists of people's names by alphabetical order. It's not a good sign of somebody who makes hit lists. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like well, it's I not recognize. A hit list. <laughs> I recognize the crazy in my own brain. So when I see something like that, I'm like, this is something that. Reminds me of something that I almost did as a child. And then I was like, you know what? No, (laughs) I don't think that's normal. Like, I remember because I kept a lot of diaries as a kid. And sometimes, frankly, it would devolve into lists. Mm. But more like, are these people really my friends? (laughs) I think XYZ, yes. I'm not sure about so-and-so. And then... I'd be like, it's weird. I did this. I think. See, I would just see. I would. <laughs> but that's just, just private. See, I would just list like Secret top list. top ten Pink Floyd albums or something stupid. Yeah, I did that. Or like my top ten guitar solos. Yeah, of all so, time. yeah. No, I totally did all that shit, and that's just called being a cool guy. Yeah, cool guy, bored in math class in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know. You're one of those classic rock kids. You like your classic rock. You know how it is. Sometimes you have the pro and the con, where it'd be like pro for the Who, and then pro for the Led Zeppelin, and you try to figure out which side you're on, the Who or the Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Classic rock dudes. Marlo and I were both (laughs) those in high school. Yep. We can't run from that past. Uh, I wouldn't want to. Why would you want to? We can't. That was a neutral statement. I'm not saying we're we're gonna. (laughs) I'm not saying that we want to. I'm saying that we can't. 
It's impossible. <laughs> I see you. I appreciate you guys. I, however, was uh, a little more of a tiny psychopath. And I feel like the only reason I know I'm not a psychopath is because worrying that you're a psychopath is a pretty clear symptom that you're not one. So, uh, pretty sure that's what uh, psychopaths tell themselves <laughs> when they worry about their psychopaths. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I will admit this. When I was a child, when I felt very hurt by someone, I would comfort myself by imagining pretty detailed fantasy of revenge. <laughs> me? Okay. It can was you like, give it, me, can you give us an example? Yeah, what are the details? Okay. So I, I had this awareness that just imagining the revenge was enough to make me feel better. Mm, so I would Did never, it make you feel better though? It would, because then I'd like make me feel better, then I'd sleep on it, and then I could like forget about it. <laughs> it is how it felt until I got old enough to be self-crit, where I'm like, uh, if I shared this with someone, I don't think people would be like, I get this. But it would mostly be like, for example, this is also revealing uh, how my revenge would be. So I switched schools in the seventh grade. Someone who had been my friend was saying mean things about me. Mm -mm. So my fantasy revenge was that I was going to get someone to tell them that I had died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> So that they would feel really horrible. <laughs> then as I grew older, it did translate into like me imagining doing crazy things to get boys' attention, but then like not doing anything because I would just like imagine the, the thing I would do and then I'd be like, I'm over it. I'm cool. <laughs> but yes, one time a boy that I liked very much, a Greek boy... <laughs> Uh, basically, Stavros Halkius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stav in a Cupid outfit. Yeah. Uh, basically, this Greek boy sister decided I was not cool enough to date her brother. In her defense, this was at the height of my still being really into Sailor Moon, but also being a young teenager where people were like, that's weird. <laughs> mm. But... It felt very hurtful. It hurt my feelings mm. very much. So then I imagined an elaborate prank phone calling revenge <laughs> where I was going to get her in trouble by. I just like how all your fantasies are <laughs> honestly like fairly tame. Yeah, I was never. I know, like, you I never murder anyone. Or, yeah. This is all like, shit uh, you could have probably done, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but then the times I did do things like this, people acted like I was a. Uh, so one time, these girls who had been very mean to me and uh, et cetera in high school, I prank phone called their parents while they were out at a club because. I knew they weren't supposed to be at the club. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then... By prank phone uh, call, do you mean you just tattled on them? No, I called and pretended, Hey, is this so-and-so? I found your wallet. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Good. Solid. Solid plan covering your tracks. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. So-and-so. Uh, uh, this, this girl was walking in front of me at the club. <laughs> 
or like, <laughs> oh, that's actually uh, I think yes. a pretty decent uh, plan. I, I like it. Well, then all the 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 problem it's got a is beginning, a middle, have, and end. I have look. I'm gonna go ahead and be problematic about gender essentialism, but I have more of like a like a boy sensibility about what the things should be. So when I did something like that, I thought very funny. Whatever, objectively, yes, it was. These girls acted like I was some kind of like really vile, diabolical person for this. Mm. Uh, basically, the girls' parents who I had prank phone called, they called around to other girls who had witnessed me do this call. <laughs> so I hadn't done Wait, it. Where did you I do the call? In the car because I had been at the club. I oh, saw them I see, physically at the club. This was, yeah. And I had been like, it'll be funny. And I really did think it was funny. Uh, no, <laughs> like, I, I see the humor in it. But then they like called the other girls who were with me that night and like bullied them into narking on me. And then after they narked on me, they were like, well, Bunny, you have to admit it was really wrong of you. (laughs) (laughs) See, Bunny, I think you just have a years long uh, issue with fake friends. <laughs> well, I I just think I wasn't properly appreciated because, frankly, a lot of the things that I was supposed to be embarrassed of are pretty sweet, cool stories about me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I also made those same girls egg a guy's car, the same guy's car, multiple nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you made and them. Was, you made them. Well, I it was my idea. I encouraged it. I took them to get the eggs and. And then I made them wear pantyhose <laughs> over their faces. Because <laughs> I thought that would be funny. And it was. Because it smushes your nose in a really funny way. So, and then we did this because this boy had been mean to one of the girls. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, fair. I agree. These things were cool yeah. and funny. But definitely the the girls would act like I had manipulated them. <laughs> into doing something uh, mischievous. Also, people constantly used me, like, if they got in trouble or did something bad, people constantly pretended like I had done it. Like, that was a constant theme. They'd be like, oh, this is bunnies. Oh, so, (laughs) like, you got... Playing for but, the weed in the uh, underwear drawer. Yeah, but it almost never was mine. Like, I was poor. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, this was something that transcended even prep school. This happened at least into college when a girl got in trouble for uh, a joint in her room. Decided She decided out of all of the people who'd been hanging out there that she would use my name to her parents as the person who left the joint there. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and then like come to find out like she was in the same sketch comedy group as me and then I was a year older than her at a party when I graduated and then I found out from other people she had to lie to her parents about where she was going 
<laughs> because she had blamed this thing on me like years prior. So yeah, I don't know. I just generally, the role I played for a lot of people was like a wild child, bad girl when objectively I was never actually that. I'm pretty responsible. I'm just kind of silly. It is fun to reflect that anytime there was like a superlatives thing, consistently I would win things like most likely to have an e-true Hollywood story. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, you know, pretty basic transgressions, like a little weed. Also, uh, just mouthy, just kind of a mouthy broad. <laughs> that reminds me, have I told you the story about the Dear John letter? I think I've already told the story. In high school, in history class, to teach us a lesson about World War II and the struggles of long-distance dating. The guys would pretend to be soldiers, and we would write our wives at home Dear John letters. No, it wouldn't be Dear John letters from the soldiers. Well, yeah, it would be Dear John letters from the wives, and then us uh, soldiers had to respond uh, okay, to the okay. Dear John letters, and it would continue for, like, a week or two. Well, Dear John letters specifically, they mean um, you're, I'm breaking up. I'm yeah. leaving you, well, that but I was, left this letter that, that was, instead of speaking. Right. And, that and was, there was a show, John. That was the premise. Yeah. The girls were instructed to drop hey, hints John. that they were interested in other people. A black um, man. Okay, so my teacher, bless his heart, paired me up with, like, the most orange person the most orange, like, ditzy girl. Like, was she a redhead or Protestant? No, 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 no. She was an Italian. Okay. Uh, and she was into... It's like, like in, how is she orange? She spent... Like Jersey Shore. Yeah, Jersey oh, okay, Shore. Okay, okay. She would spend every weekend in a tanning bed. Okay. And she She's was... She's only got to spend 10 minutes. And, yeah, yeah. She was... Funny, and he thought it would be funny to pair what I guess he thought was the darkest humored person up with the brightest sunshine mm -hmm. in the group. And she would start out writing, I can't wait for the wedding. We're going to have white flowers and we're going to have this extravagant ceremony. But oh my God, the milkman, he's been giving me the eyes. <laughs> okay, also, like, just real quick, because I feel like I haven't mentioned this yet. This is the dumbest fucking project I've ever heard. Yeah, like, it, oh, it served no real... Of all the things we need to learn the lessons of World War II about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I thought it was hilarious, the project was hilarious it was also really dumb and so i responded i've changed my mind since i've been here in germany and i want a wedding with only black only black flowers and i want to be bathed in blood i got really into blood over here <laughs> in germany and she like we were supposed to like put our heads down so that we couldn't see the who the person was and he handed out all all of our letters to her and I just heard her go oh oh my god oh my god <laughs> the further I got down this trail like it just got progressively worse with every letter my next letter was how I had gotten a German soldier and stapled a picture of her face onto his head <laughs> and now had a girlfriend in Germany <laughs> 
and that I had stolen some of her clothes and was dressing the soldier up to look look like her. And my teacher wouldn't let me send the letter to her. She was still, like, pining after this milkman that she had suddenly started getting involved in. And I was like, fuck that. I got this German guy with a picture (laughs) stapled on his forehead. And then the, the, the end reveal of it all was he announced at the end of the project that all the soldiers were killed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that I gotta was, be that honest, was, dude, your teacher sounds like a dullard and a weirdo. He was a weird ex-Marine turned high school history teacher. The almost certainly divorced dad. He was bald. His name was Mr. Lester. And he would come in every day squawking like like a drill sergeant. And the only thing I remember was that he made us watch Platoon. Oh, God. But, man. like, had to fast forward through all the naughty bits. And, like, also his wife almost certainly had left him. Like, um, that seems very thematic. Yeah, but also every single high school girl that I knew had the hots for him, so... Yeah, that's I guess probably it out. why his wife left him. I guess it balanced I mean... Yeah. Anyways, I was working on my bits, and that was an early bit, was was imagining myself having sex with a German soldier thinking about my wife back at home. That is definitely invocative of the early Steven aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who knows the early Steven aesthetic. Yeah, I could see you doing that. I just liked hearing her reaction yeah. when she read the insane shit that I piled <laughs> into that letter. Yeah. Oh, man. Serves, I mean, serves him right. That was my idea of a prank. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, an incredibly I think I think your school year should be filled with pranks. <laughs> At least that was my expectation. And then when people acted like it was really bad, I was very surprised. And I do think this is a gendered thing because the boys at the all boys school were certainly given leeway to do like i mean at well, least on that, like april yeah, fool's boys day at all boys school show there's like a tradition yeah, they'll like, it. yeah but also their pranks will just be like weird like gay satan yeah it'll just yeah. like be yeah shoving like yardsticks up people's asses Rooms. and yeah. being like ah you get the joke oh sounds like marlo has some no i i just experience no, I just in all also, boys school. no i just also know your former roommate dude yeah <laughs> well, when I would hear boys joke about something happening where somebody was LOL shoving something at your butthole, I thought they were just joking. It took me a while to realize, no, these things were actually occurring. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend uh, shove opium up his butt one time to biff it. Respect. Okay. Yeah, like, well, and also, I mean, you know, like what opium's like, it's like that sticky, yeah, gooey tar. tar. Black tar. That you find underneath tires at festivals. Yeah, well, to quote him, yeah, I guess I'm kind of high, but I don't know if it was necessarily worth the up my butt part. Mm. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's thinking about it, you get high, may or may not be worth the up your butt part. Marlo, you don't seem like somebody that would pull pranks on somebody. Yeah, no, I'm not a prank person. I don't like fooling people. I don't like people (laughs) being fooled. See, I like the 
idea of pranks within a scenario where there's this sort of uh, mutual consent, like implied, like I like the fantasy of a good prank more than what actually happens. And then people are like, it was a prank. Uh, back in the day, there used to be all these stories about fucking like George Clooney, like pranking everybody no, yeah. on the set. George Clooney. Which is like, pranks. oh, LOL. Like, because it's like this mutually agreed on mischief. Uh, I really like the idea of mischief. It's dumb. I, yeah, I'm dumb that way. Uh, I really love the idea of having like some mischievous fun, but like no harm. I also like, pretty much do like roasts but i like the fantasy of roasts where everyone's come to this place with this mutual respect and because there's this mutual respect we can engage in these really fucking transgressive yeah i'm, I'm fine uh, with good roast you know most pranks nowadays there are a couple on youtube doing weird uh, oh my god i hate pranks. those i hate it. i They're hate the those why oh i want every single one of you just murder suicide yeah no it's and it's all <laughs> just like what are you people even discussing this guy cheated on there's his a wife. phenomena of a couple's who are on social media who specifically like quote unquote prank each other a lot of times it'll be one way. It'll be the dude constantly haranguing his, you know, wife, his girlfriend, or it's a mutual thing. But it's often really either fake or... I mean, it's just, obvious that it's uh, fake, too. Yeah, but it goes from lame to really, like, what the fuck, dudes? <laughs> wait, wait um, is, is the prank they're cheating on each other? What, what was this? Sometimes that's the prank, the pr is that they'll pretend something's going on in that regard. Other times it'll be like, I smashed your PlayStation. What, babe? What? I, I just I just like the idea of the prank being they like literally cheat on them with someone else. It's like, no, no, it's like, a prank. Like the show review. Ha ha like ha review. ha. No, You're... no, I did. I would. Yeah, I had sex, but it, for 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 a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, see, the joke is like you didn't realize I was having sex with someone else. <laughs> Wait, isn't that from that is a come town bit unpranked that there's an Ashton Kusher bit where Michael Douglas has sex whatever. I don't know. But the prank is that he actually does have sex with his wife. That's pranking everybody. Um yep. That's right. Funny goose. Did anybody watch that show? I, I, Ashton uh, Kusher pranked? Punked, but Punk. not when it was Punk? Hell yes, I watched it. Of course I watched it. I'm like the dumb shithead who was into that. He made Justin Timberlake cry that time. Wait, what? That one was pretty funny. He pretended the IRS was seizing all of Justin Timberlake's items. Uh, and like repo men were seizing all this stuff and Justin Timberlake is like crying <laughs> in the driveway <laughs> of his like whatever fancy California mansion and it's like <laughs> it's very funny because he's like what and then he's calling people like dude I don't understand what's going on <laughs> <laughs> that is funny <laughs> like so it is like but it's it's no yeah, no so it's it funny, funny. 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's like a certain degree of like broy type humor that I really have always vibed with. Like, I guess broy and like, I love Adam Sandler. <laughs> Things of this nature. I'm trying to think of another example from Punch that was good that I think I, I shot my load too soon. Mm -hmm. The uh, Justin Timberlake. That's a good one. Really that's good. a good one. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, we don't need more than one. Like, that's a great. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm a comic. I got to do three or mm -hmm. else. I'll be haunted by the ghost of George Carlin. Yes, and. <laughs> There's nothing going on other than hate crimes and. You know what we never hear enough about is hate misdemeanors. Uh, what's a what's a hate? <laughs> give us an example of a hate misdemeanor. I, I feel like it's just microaggression. Microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it like drives it. Up like okay, what's more. what's a microaggression? Uh, a racist microaggression. I, I don't know. There's plenty of examples. Yeah, Calling I don't, a black I person like, uh, articulate in certain situations. I, I'd say in pretty much any situation. <laughs> it's got well, it's yeah, loaded. Yeah, certainly. Unless you are a speech pathologist. The, the way I constantly talk over Bonnie. There, there you go. But it's a civil one. Uh, it's not a. It's if a, I say it out loud, then I can't be blamed for it because I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, I thought we established. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. No, it's some douche. Collaborative overlap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is also some neurodivergent shit. Just you can't help yourself. Your synapses, they're firing so fast. You gotta talk over it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just don't talk yeah. overable. Uh, I'm very scrappy that way. I'm like, ah, see, I'll just talk right over you back. Ah, I'm loud. Yeah. So that's that's often been my approach to such things. And then I constantly find myself in the hate misdemeanor <laughs> of being told that I'm rude or shrill when I'm just. I'm just doing my best, yeah. I get brash or abrasive more than I get shrill. But I think that's because when I want to be that way, I just talk in a deeper voice. <laughs> <laughs> if I talk in a higher voice, I'd be shrill, you know. Guys, it's spring. We did the daylight savings dumbness last yeah. week. You guys, uh... Trying to get back? Uh, I, I already got my first fucking uh, this. You mother. Yeah, because you're in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, no, it's a. It's, yeah, I'm in New Jersey right. too, and I. However, I unlike I you, right. uh, I'm fat. Excuse me, um, I'm a smoker who has the trait for thalassemia, which does put me in the 1B eligibility. Oh, then you should get the uh, vaccine. That's great. <laughs> that, yeah, I just realized that I had put in for like the the state, like, hey, we'll tell you when it's time to schedule a thing. But then the, I could just, I have to go look yeah, at the Yeah, you got to look at the individual sites. Yeah, no, the state system sucks ass. So. Yeah, I got April, April which, Fool's which, Day. Which See, this kind, is why I don't... I got the uh, Pfizer, but this is why I don't like... Oh, that's the one I want, because a Greek Yeah, baby. anyway, this is why I don't like pranks, because my second dose is scheduled for April 1st, and I have no idea what's... Mm. I might show up, and they'll be like, oh, actually, we just gave you coronavirus. Sorry. April Fool's. <laughs> You're dead now. 
<laughs> you're dead now. April oh. Fools, we pump oh. pure air into your van and you're going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Or at least get the bends yeah. like you were deep sea diving. Yeah. So, Steve, you got to gain some weight. <sighs> I'm trying. Also, I got to be in a different state. New York, all my fat friends uh, got yeah. it. Oh, it fucking Fuck. rules. All of them. Fuck. Also, apparently, uh, New York especially, uh, call around to the ones that are near you and just be like, yo, you got any, you got a use Yeah, today. no, you, you and, apparently uh, can just uh, camp for it. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna... I'm just I'm waiting concept. for somebody to walk up to me and be like... And jab you? Yeah, mm-hmm. like... The Johnson well, Johnson one dose, well, hopefully? I work in fucking pharmacies. I would have thought somebody had been like, yo, you got... You got 10 seconds, I got a jab. Yeah, man. I'm going to... I mean, your job might even qualify you, dude. Yeah, You're kind of front line. I mean... From what I've heard from people in multiple states, I do not think at the actual sites they are asking you to provide proof of Oh, yeah. No, they aren't. But, like, yeah, you should play by the rules and all. But also, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like your job... Like, you would think I would just have a sympathetic pharmacist who would be like literally all of my fat comedian friends have gotten the vaccine (laughs) it's not and not all of them are working a gig where they're like delivering or whatever to people right now you know so just like which i support because just because the medical establishment is like fucking weird about uh you know fat people and they want to blame all bad things on people being overweight forever uh, i feel like yeah get your revenge and get the vaccine (laughs) 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 but i say because of the arbitrary nature of it all uh it's a by any means necessary situation it's not like you're in a compound somewhere just wanting to go on a vacay so what i'm saying steve is you should steal a vaccine yeah i'm gonna cut in line in front of granny and be like you got any i'm necessary (laughs) this 95 year old woman behind me doesn't need it I mean, look, I got to admit, if I don't know you, 95-year-old woman... Yeah, you're being thrown in front of the bus before I take the hit. But look, give me the look and I'll I'll do some kind of maneuver and I'll get us all shots, okay? I'll steal them. I'll Robin Hood these vaccines. Mm. But yeah, apparently I should be calling around and poking around on the individual sites that have them. Yeah, no, that's how I did mine. All right. Wow. I think. Yeah. Yeah, guys.